What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for episode 41 of Hit the Books. Lots of news this week from all around the leagues that we want to cover, so we're going to get to that right after I introduce my co-hosts, Huff and Mackie. What's going on, boys? Huff, why don't you start this week? What's going on, everyone? Happy to be back. Uh, like you said, episode 41. Uh, we got Mackie back this week after a little hiatus last week, but like you said, a lot of stuff to get into, some NFL news, a little big-time big trade going on. Uh, and obviously, uh, an NBA free agency kicking off within the past week, so a lot to get into. Yeah, boys, I uh, wasn't able to make it last week. Bit of a schedule malfunction, but, you know, it's in the past, so a lot to talk about this week. A lot of signings going on in the NBA, so a lot to talk about. Yeah, lots of good stuff coming. Real excited for this week. We need to get some more plays up on that MLB card like we were talking about, boys. Let's get the units up. Yeah, the, the MLBs will be, will be coming. We're not trying to force anything. We got off to a rough start, so we'll be, they'll be coming in a little stronger lately. Now's the time. All right, I got some good news for the gambling world. Nevada exceeds $1 billion in gaming, gambling revenue for its 15th straight month, $1.3 billion this month. A state record visitor volume is up 19.8% from May of 2020, but still down 6.6% from May of 2019, so pre-COVID. Incredible that they're pushing record numbers with less people on the strip. Yeah, it's just more people. It's obviously all the mobilized gambling and stuff like that. Does that count towards that? No, I'm pr- I doubt it. I don't think so. I doubt it, yeah. That's just Vegas like, or Nevada State. It's okay. just gambling's just getting so much bigger. It's it's showing it by the day. I mean, it's like it's all these big UFC fights, and like you see, like this past weekend, obviously uh, Saturday we had Adesanya versus Cannoneer, and like you look at like just all those events in Vegas, they treat that like it's like the Super Bowl for these, these celebrities. Like you look around the crowd, it's like Joe Burrow and Shaq, and I mean, you just you could name anyone you want. The crowd in the first ten rows, it's like, I mean. You gotta imagine those dudes are putting some. Like, there's no way that those, the guys aren't putting money on fights when they go to that shit. And like when they're talking money, we're talking like thousands of thousands of fifty, fifty thousand dollars, hundred grand, like yeah, hundred thousand dollar bets. Like Joe Burrow could walk in the casino and be like, "I want one hundred fifty thousand on Adesanya to win by knockout." Like it didn't happen, but you know what I mean. Absolutely. And that's where they get their revenue. It all adds up. Did you watch that UFC fight, Mackie? I didn't. I was uh, I was drinking and wasn't near a TV, so I wasn't able to watch it. I heard it was a pretty good fight, though. It was a good fight. I didn't watch. I didn't watch it. I just kind of like got, got all the highlights and stuff. They basically replayed it on ESPN with all the highlights. But there was some. I don't. I there was at no point I thought Cannoneer was gonna beat him, but I can't believe it actually went as far as it did. But Adesanya, he's one of my favorite UFC fighters. I just like that. I like how he just like doesn't give a shit, but a lot of people don't like that. Should we start? Should we start put, giving out UFC plays? I I usually, I mean, I bet on a lot of big UFC fights. So whether they win yeah, or I'm gonna, lose, if I'm gonna watch it. If I'm gonna watch it, I'm definitely betting on it. Yeah, whether they win or lose, I usually bet on it. 
thing is, is just become, take the money line. Do not think you're going to be like, they're going to win by knockout, they're going to win by decision. By TKO, by KO, yeah. yeah. Don't think you're going to fucking pick that shit. You're not. Just take the fucking steep odds. It's worth it. They're going to win. Yeah. Like, Odyssey was minus 500. Like, put that, I, the, my play for this past fight, or this, yeah, this, I guess you'd say this past match was, I texted my cousin. I was like, let's take Odyssey money line. Obviously, it was a fucking, like, 400. But uh, put him with Alexander Volkanovsky. He won, and then I went to put it with O'Malley, and it got it up to like plus one thirty-five. But obviously O'Malley pushed, so you would have got it at like minus one sixty. I think was just the two. Yeah, legs. yeah. See, I like cool. doing I like doing parlays for UFC because there's a lot of heavy favorites, and I don't like betting TKO or, or like way of winning. So it's because they know. Yeah, they, they, I mean the guys on the main cards are just way too good. They're not going to get knocked out unless you. Ca- I mean like. You know what I mean? It's like, not. It's not like. It's not like probable that they get knocked out. Yeah. There's a reason it's plus two hundred for Adesanya to knock out Cannonier. You know what I mean, or whatever. It was. Yeah. No, no matter how much you think you know about UFC, you can't predict if it's going to be a a knockout or if it's going to go the distance. Or... Yeah, I don't like doing the over under on rounds. I just pick a fighter. Yeah, it's the most simple way to do it. And it's definitely fun. It's definitely one of the most. One of my favorite sports to bet, though it's so it's fun. It's like, interesting. I feel like most of the time in the UFC, when the under when someone does get knocked out, the underdog wins. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like in that last fight, if Cannonier would have caught him with a you know uppercut and put him to that's sleep. his only way. That's his only way of winning because I feel like exactly. favorites play conservative because there's too much money they, in Adesanya for the him to lose by decision. And they have the they have the edge, so they don't have to be aggressive. When you're an underdog, you, you got to throw those haymakers that will knock them out if they connect, even though chances are they're not going to connect. I remember watching Jared Cannonier sleep. I believe it was Derek Lewis. And Jesse were sitting at McFadden's watching. I forget who the main card was that night. It was another. Was it the elbow? It was another the on elbow. Night. Yeah, he, that elbow to his face. Oh, my Dude, God. Dude, I had Derek yeah. Lewis. I had Derek Lewis for my parlay Me too. for like $700. And. Oh my god! And he was he was dominating the entire fight. I, the, yeah, dude, he was killing him the whole fight. And then Cannonier lands one elbow and then sleeps him and bounces Lewis's head off the fucking canvas. Yeah, Cannonier just needed to get out of that first round. I mean, it was like right in the beginning of the second round that he knocked him out because he was getting beat to shit. Beat, That's what I mean. Beat, you know? I feel like when an underdog wins, they knock him out. Yeah, he was a big underdog. I mean, Lewis was what minus one sixty in that fight. Something like it that. A, yeah. It was a nice parlay piece, but it didn't hit. I think I had him and Adesanya that night. That was Adesanya's last fight. I don't really remember. I just yeah, remember I had him. For- maybe it was Masvidal. Who was fighting that night? It was a February fight. Could have been Adesanya. It was like six months ago. It was yeah. I remember I was at school for it because Beal gave me the parlay. Yeah. Stay tuned for some UFC picks, boys. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty, let's jump in. MLB. First up, the Astros are the only team to no hit the Yankees since 1958. June 11, 2003, and most recently here, June 25th, 2022. Just something I found, wanted to add. Thought that was a pretty crazy stat coming here wait, out of June. Wait, what does that mean? They're the only team to no hit the Yankees since 1950. Oh, so they've only been no hit twice since 1958, and both by the Astros? Correct. Yeah, I saw okay. that. I saw. I read that too, and I had to like read it like three times. I was like, "They've been like, I, yeah, twice." I was like, 
I was like the only yeah. team ever, or I, I don't know. That that was. I was more. I knew what it meant. I was just like they've only been no hit twice since what's the year? 1950. And they were well, you both know, in like the 2000s, like 2003, 2022. Well, you know how good the Yankees were in like even dude for like four gener or four decades from the 60s to the 2000s. Yeah, for real. ridiculous. The, so the nine late 90s, early 2000s Yankees were disgusting. That 98 team was probably the best team of all time. Yeah. Yeah, but this, I, I didn't think this team would get no hit. That was, uh, I mean, the Astros have their number. Astros are also so good. They are just as good as, they have just as good of a chance of winning it, I think, as the Yankees do. Jesse, did you see uh, JJ Majajevic from Norwin got his first home run for the Astros? Yeah, I did see that. It was pretty cool. It was against. I think it was, I forget. I don't right. think it was against the Yankees, but no, you know, I did cool see some, No, it was against the White Sox on Sunday Night Baseball. It was a pretty cool. It was a pretty cool. That's sweet. It was a nice hit. Alrighty, next up we got the NHL. Some good stuff coming out of here, and some uh, not so good stuff, I guess I can say. First up, Tampa Bay Lightning received defenseman Felipe Myers and Grant Mishmash from Nashville in exchange for Ryan McDonough. Pretty interesting move here. Just nothing crazy out of there, but yeah, just I mean, a I didn't, move from the Lightning. I, think I didn't even see this still right now. Really? I didn't know McDonough was gone. Yeah, no. I think wow. you're starting to see uh, Tampa Bay kind of unload and figure out how they can rebuild. And it was kind of, I don't know, I feel like I heard stuff about him during the playoffs about they were talking about trading him. Like, not that they could during the playoffs, but um, there was talks. I forget someone said something. They didn't think he was going to be with the Lightning next year. Like, um, so I guess this was kind of expected, but McDonough uh, to Nashville, you said, I believe is the team. Yeah. 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 That's a good. I mean, that's a good match. That's a, 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 that's a nice little matchup for him. He can go be, a, I mean, behind you. I mean, they have Yossi and um, Soros there. It's a nice little team in Nashville. They're definitely, I mean, I feel like the matchup against Colorado, obviously the Stanley Cup champions in the first round was a tough matchup for them uh, with Soros uh, not even playing in the first round. Um, kind of a, kicking the dick for him i said that before but i think nashville definitely on the up and coming yeah nashville's definitely a pretty good team and you know they just need a few key assets to be one of the better teams in the in the western conference but i mean yeah that matchup last last playoffs with uh colorado was just a waste of eight days as calgary's coach said it i'm drawing a blank what his name is right now but Sutter. yeah what Daryl Sutter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, especially with Soros out, and it's just like they didn't stand a chance. Yeah, it was just a waste of eight days. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I can't. Believe, it's just so funny to hear another coach say that about another team. Like, and they all like laughed about it too. Yeah. But he's sitting there dead serious. Like, you guys think I'm joking? Wait till you see it. And it was literally eight days. Next up, San Jose Sharks, or no, let me say that again. Next up, we've got a couple of things to quickly run through. San Jose Sharks will name Mike Greer as their next GM. He'll make history as the first black GM in the NHL. So congrats to him on being one of the newer GMs also, in the league. He also played for them. Yes, he did. That is very pretty, impressive for him. Nice little piece of history right there. I didn't, I didn't hear that so, either. I, I did see that on ESPN this morning. 
Sharks are a cool team, but it's like they're never going to be good. And what's crazy is yeah. like the Penguins beat them in the first of their back-to-back cups. I always forget that. They were good back then. In like 16. Remember, they went, remember they, went the they were like they were like the one seed like for like two years in a row because there was that meme where they they would always choke. Yeah. But, Who's uh, on that team? Carlson, Couture, Brent Burns. Carlson, Couture, uh, Pavelski. Pavelski. Who is their goalie? I'm drawing a blank. Martin Jones. No way he was Who's their the starter. He's the goalie. He was, yeah. Wow. He went to the cup. What did you guys win that series in five? Six. It was in San Jose. At home ice, we won in. I just remember them winning in San Jose, and I know we didn't sweep. Next, Rick Bonus is the new head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. So, little shake up there for the Jets. Hopefully, they can make something happen this next season. I heard they wanted to get Barry Trotz, but he said he's taking a year off. Yeah, I think I think you're who, correct. Who predicted that? I saw something about someone saying that. That's crazy. He wants to take a year off. What you can just do that? What did you say? He's from that area is why they think he was... In Winnipeg? Oh, maybe Winnipeg. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, Bissonette and Whitney were chirping. The, they were like, All right, you know what it's going to take for me to come coach in Winnipeg? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like you're the, that you're is the a most, pretty shitty spot. You're the most sought after free agent head coach, and you're, you think you're going to go to Winnipeg? Yeah. That... And Florida has a vacancy? I might have got a coach by now. Forget, I can't remember. Maybe the Jets can be good again this year. I mean, two years ago, they were in the conference finals. Like Last year, they just like shit the bed. They were talking about trading Blake, Blake Wheeler. Really? Yeah. I mean, they still have Kyle Connor and... Yeah, Luke Dubois. Luke Dubois, they just got him from Columbus after that little shakeup with Tortorella a year, year ago. Yeah, now Torch is over in Philly. Yeah. A lot of people, I lot love of people Torch, think man. the Flyers are going to land Gaudreau. Are you like you saw like a report or something yeah, about that? He's from Delaware. Dan Gilbert told that me interesting. That's that's the home team. Yeah, definitely. Flyers suck though. Even you, you had Gaudreau. So you guys go from twenty-eight wins to thirty. Yeah, it, he's 32. not that big of a difference. He's a good player, but like like you said, you have twenty-eight wins. You might get oh. He might score two OT winners, and he might win three extra games, like you said. You're not making the playoffs with just Gujarat. No, it's bigger than that. You need Carter Hart to figure his shit out. He see, he had so much hope too. He had so much promise, but yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I, his first, his rookie year, he was insane. He was supposed to be the next next Shesterkin. Yeah, he was. He played for Team Canada. He. Yeah, Shesterkin's doing what he was supposed to yeah. do. That's what I mean. But, I mean, Shesterkin's got to keep it up, too. But, I don't but, see him but, falling off. Talking, you get the Vesna and the fact that he was in the MVP conversation, like, he exceeded expectations already. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. But one, one year is not going to Do you remember it. you saying to me, like, two years ago, you were like, the Rangers are going to be nice in, like, two years, dude. We have this goalie, Shesterkin. I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, nobody knew who he was. Dude, he when he played in the KHL, his save percentage was like nine seventy. Yeah. It was it was it's insane. Too, this guy does not for the KHL. He's he's just he's just a winner, dude. 
That's why like, going into the playoffs, everyone was like, you don't understand. Like, you got to beat this guy four times. And I mean, Pittsburgh saw it firsthand. That fourth win is the hardest one to get. Yep. Especially on a goalie that doesn't want to go home. He hates losing. Uh, I don't see him falling off anytime soon. I think he's, I think he'll be our franchise oh, yeah, goalie. He's next guy for sure. But yeah, but uh, see what the Jets can do this year. Maybe they can make the playoffs. Get a little last playoff spot. I feel like they're that kind of team though, and then they're just going to get swept by Colorado. They're going to be the Browns. Yeah, I mean, West is too good over there, especially with Calgary right now being the powerhouse that they are. Markstrom is such a plug, dude. He no, he's a he's a regular season goalie. Yeah, he's actually not. That's not even the word for it. He's just like either so on or just so off. And in the playoffs, I don't think he was like on once. He wasn't because, dude, he, he wasn't he, on once. He had like nine shutouts last year. Yeah, he's so big. Like, how the fuck aren't you good? It's like Vasilevsky, like, dude. Yeah, you're six six. Okay, how hard is it? Yeah, you're six six. Yeah, and you, your chest protector is five sizes too big for you. Vasilevsky's just Markstrom, just ten times more athletic. All right, next Minnesota Wild forward Kirill Kaprizov is supposedly wanted in Russia for allegedly buying a military ID in 2017 and had returned to the United and has returned to the United States. A Minnesota Wild source says that he is not in the United States. Definitely more news to come from this. What what do we mean? What could this mean for the young star's future? What do you guys think? I don't know. This obviously like who the fuck knows what's going to happen with this like uh, Mac, you, you, you sent us this, so uh, but I, I think this all started because of uh, that young. There's some really young, like Russian prospect that's going to come to the NHL, and I guess he some something happened with, um, like Putin found out or something. Like he, they were going to make him stay, and this is obviously why Kaprizov is like, all right, I can get in the fuck back to the U.S. And a lot of these guys are, and now they're. I guess they made this young prospect like join the, join the military because he was like gonna leave for the NHL and not stay and play in the KHL. Some crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if Kaprizov just stays in the U.S., then he's here right now, isn't he? Some I I if, on the note it's I I added oh, something that says is. yeah, it someone says, says that he's not in the United- he's not here. So he's in Russia right I mean, now. He could be in like fucking Mexico partying. Yeah, that's true. Well, if I was him, I, I wouldn't go to not. the United States. He's... I'd go to like. Why you can't? He can't. They can't come over here and like take yeah, him. True. Got to literally declare war at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so I feel like he's getting around and taking a hostage. Yeah, I feel like they should. He should just get in the U.S. as quick as possible and fucking never leave again. Yeah, a lot of the that's crazy. <laughs> Imagine, it's crazy. It's good. Well, I feel like if we won't really hear much more of this if he's just in the United yeah, States. Yeah, it'll just, end at this. Yeah, hopefully it does. You never want to. You don't want to see something bad happen to this yeah. guy. What? How old is he? Like twenty one. Um, probably like twenty three. He's so good. Last I think year. he's a ninety. I think he's a ninety nine. 
So he's my age, 23. I was 97. He was 25. But, you know, it's still yeah, so it's young still, in, the NFL, in the NHL. Good thing he's not in the NFL. I don't think he'd be too good. <laughs> you never know. It could be a nice little Bring running back or something. 97 running back. He could do that now with the new uh, number rule change. <laughs> Everyone's hyped over single digits. He's like, nah, fuck that. I'm wearing 97 as a running back. Now let's get in this little bit of Penguins news and let's jump into some NBA. Yes, sir. Last point we got here in the NHL, the Pittsburgh Penguins and goaltender Casey DeSmith agree to terms on a two-year contract. The contract runs through the 2023-2024 season and has an annual value of $1.8 million. Good pickup by the Pens here to keep them, I think. You know, I think there were some rumors floating around about Flurry possibly coming back since he's a free agency. I mean, I've heard stories about tons of different cities for him, but with this, I think it locks in the idea that he's probably not. So that would be really showing their their stripes. What's that, Mackie? I wish I wish Fleury would go back to Pittsburgh. That'd be sick because he's still got it. Like like he's still. It is crazy how he's still that good. Good. Yeah, like he's still one of the best in the league, in my opinion. Or at least one of the most trustworthy. He was so good when he was like when we won the cup in '09. He was fucking unreal. Yeah, he was ridiculous back then. A diving save he made on Lidstrom with like two seconds left. With two That's seconds left, in my, yeah, in, in my head. Because yeah. that is like, what if what if that yeah, goes in right there? Tie game, game seven. Anything could happen. In Detroit, it's just such clutch. a good spot. That would be sweet if he came back here, though. I feel like that. I mean, that obviously, like. Mac, you might not know. That, that's been bouncing around Pittsburgh. Obviously, people are like, Fleury could come back. Fleury could come back. Is Jari good in the playoffs? Could Should we bring Fleury back? It's like he's our, like, security blanket that, like, that basically, like, the fan base thinks if we bring Fleury back and we lose in the playoffs, it's like, we can accept that. We have Fleury. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it, we can accept you don't wanna, it. You don't want to play the what if game. Exactly. Because, obviously, he's made it very vocal that he's like, I would go back to Pittsburgh. If there's a team – because he's – when he left Pittsburgh to go to Vegas – Made it very like he kind of made it seem like, all right, I'm not. This yeah, like, I want to stay in Vegas. You know what I mean? I don't want to get traded. That's why when he got traded to Chicago, it was kind of like, why did he get traded? Because they kind of made it seem like he was their guy. He gave Leonard all that money, and then obviously the change of coaches, an older goalie. When you have a younger, you know what I mean, a goalie sitting behind your starter making more. It's, you know what I mean? A money move. You get rid of the older guy. Um, I mean, the Penguins had to do it with the expansion draft, and he's just been um, moved around a couple times. Now, obviously, in Minnesota, or is is he a free agent, you said? He is a free agent this year. I just, I mean, if he's going to go anywhere, if, obviously, like you said, with the Smith, Jari, obviously, he's in his situation. He's our guy. I don't see DeSmith or Flurry accepting a third a third string role. You don't have, you don't pay your third string guy one point eight million. Um, but I, I, I think you'd see Flurry go to like a Montreal or something if Carey Price ends up stepping away. That'd be kind of cool. It's, I feel like, I mean, he's a f- big French Canadian guy. I don't know what, it, what city he's actually from, but I feel like one of those Ottawa, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, he's also had like a good rivalry with like Montreal and Carey Price over the years. So yeah, they, I mean they were the they were the top two guys of like the two thousands, like the two thousand tens. Yeah, too early. Yeah, like two thousand ten to twenty fourteen. Well, Lundqvist too, but it was definitely yeah. M three. Yeah, those three were the top. Luongo in there a little bit earlier. Yeah, a little earlier. Yeah. Luongo was like Luongo. Ryan Miller was yeah. the heir before that. Yeah, and who? Luongo. Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. Yeah, you could even probably throw Brodeur in the two thousands. Yeah, he's a little more ninety nine though, or nineteen nineties. Yeah, I always forget he played for Florida for so long. Who? Luongo. Yeah, he did. That that wasn't. He was a captain in um, Vancouver. Vancouver. He was like he was literally a captain. That's insane. I I just feel like the Vancouver Canucks are like so irrelevant of a team to me. They're just such a shitty organization. Yeah, they'll never be good. They have a they have a nice little young young crew right now, but they're not gonna hold on to them. Yeah, they just don't pay anyone. I mean, and it's Definitely. it's tough free agent spot. Hey, you want to come play in Vancouver? It's like, how much are you gonna pay me? That's the thing about the NHL is that like there's so many shitty spots to live because there's so many Canadian teams, and a lot of people don't want to live in Edmonton or Winnipeg or places like that. Like, I guess like, the only real place that I would want to live in Canada is Toronto. Yeah, Toronto or Ottawa. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. My, the kid that I used to play with was, is uh, playing in Ottawa right now. Yeah, I don't what's know. his name? Shane Pinto. Pinto, yeah. I don't know. I haven't like, talked to him, so I don't know yeah. if he likes it. It's no, just I just, like, I, knew who, I knew who you were talking about when he said that. Yeah, it's just not like one of the places I would like would prefer choose, to get chat. But yeah, if I had to pick out of the Canadian teams, those would be my two choices. Yeah. Or Calgary. Calgary is like really nice, apparently. I feel like Cal- people give Calgary like it's like a farm. I feel like it's just a big farm. I heard that uh, the like Edmonton's like really blue collar and Calgary is like really, oh, really? white collar. I've seen pictures yeah. of like the mountains and shit in Calgary. I mean, that's most of Canada. It looks fucking insane, but like yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about it. The only city, I mean, me and Jesse have been. I've been in Toronto, but Toronto, yeah, it definitely would be the number one. Well, Toronto's like a U.S. city. It's a, it literally is. Yeah, it basically is. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. I was there when I was like 16. It's literally, yeah. you're not even, like you're in Canada. Yeah. Alrighty, let's switch lanes. NBA. Let's jump in. Second overall pick, Chet Holgren, shines in his first summer league game, dropping 23 points, seven rebounds, four assists, and a summer league record six blocks in a 20-point win. Yeah, this guy looked real promising. I mean, if I'm an OKC fan, I'm pretty happy about him right now. Yeah, he, he looked legit. But like during the draft, I wouldn't have wanted this guy. But I mean, he's it is summer league. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's, it's always nice to see something like that coming from a fan. Yeah, I think this guy looks pretty. Obviously, you saw like the first play of the game. He just went and did that crazy dunk. Yeah, sweet. Uh, he looks pretty. He looks pretty legit. You see, uh, he was wearing the KD 15s, and uh, Kevin Durant tweeted a picture of him and goes, 
I see because he wears number seven too. He goes, I, yeah. I see you seven. I like the kicks too. Yeah, that was cool coming from KD. Yeah, because like I don't imagine KD to like him. I don't imagine KD liking every anyone. Exactly, and like of all people, he's gonna give Chad Holmgren praise just because he's wearing his shoes. You know how many dudes in the NBA are wearing Kevin Durant's shoes? Yeah, showing the young bucks some love makes you think. Is he going to OKC? So yeah, that's what a lot of people said. Because did you see the people like circle? You know how the people do the thing where they circle the letters in like a tweet that mean nothing. It said KD to OKC. <laughs> the code in there. Yeah, it said KD to OKC, and they were like, "We cracked the code." That's funny. All right, next, Utah Jazz trade three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, to the Minnesota Timberwolves for a handful of players, including Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, Leonardo Romero, (laughs) and and four first-round picks. What do you think about that? Yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting trade. Like you said, the Cat and Rudy Gobert match duo up in uh, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's a team I'm going to be rooting for. I'm a big fan of Anthony Edwards and kind of like that little trio they have going on up there. I think Cat is going to be insane next year. Putting him at the four gives him such an advantage because he's such a – Agile, tall player. I mean, he's he's going to be dominant at the four, especially with Rudy Gobert behind him. He doesn't have to worry about being under the rim as much. Cat's gonna, Cat doesn't have to go up and get every rebound now, so he's just he's going to stand there and wait for Gobert to just tip it to him. Exactly. This could be good. This team could be really good next year. Yeah, dude. They lost. I mean, keep in mind they they won the playing game. Remember Pat Beverly standing on the tables in Utah, and now he's a Jazz. Yeah, dude. I feel so. Actually, no, I don't feel bad for him, but like, I don't like him. He. Talks the most shit, and then he just gets traded in like a five-person trade for one person. So funny, like they just treat him like a bag of jerseys. Yeah, and he acts like he runs everything. But he's a dick, so I don't even feel Rudy, bad for him. For Rudy Gobert, even like, oh, he was in a trade that like landed Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? Like Gobert's yeah. legit, but like, you know what I mean? He's not a top. Top this five, way, he's top not in the trade that's five. landing Kevin Durant. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Kevin Durant, of Kevin Durant. I was just going to say that. Speaking of Kevin Durant, Brooklyn Nets all-star forward Kevin Durant has informed the front office that he requests to be traded. Durant reports that the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat are his top destinations. But where will Durant go? And what does this mean for Kyrie's situation? The news coming days after Irving elects to opt into the deal to return to Brooklyn. The Phoenix Suns are now minus 125, Julian and Kevin Durant. Dang. I still want him to go to Miami. I, I kind of do too. I don't know. I feel like he's caught being LeBron if he goes down to Miami. I think he is too, but he just doesn't give a fuck. I mean, he already did the Golden I, State thing. He doesn't care. I would love to see him in Phoenix, to be honest. I think that team would be so nice to watch. Uh, guys, I'm part of my take. PFT and Big Howard are saying they go... How can we? Uh, maybe Kevin Durant wants to go to the Suns, so people stop calling him a ring chaser. Because if he goes and plays with Chris Paul, then he's just accepting he's going to lose in the second round. <laughs> I really don't think that team would win it either. I think they would choke. There's no way the Lakers aren't good again next year. They're going to get Kyrie. That's what I mean. LeBron's going to. He's going. LeBron's going to be like, dude. He's going to walk in the front office, even if it's in the middle of the season. 
Kyrie, if Kyrie's a net, he's going to keep pulling his little bullshit. And then LeBron's going to walk in the front office. He's going to be like, dude, we're in sixth place. Do you want to win a fucking ring or not? They're going to be like, yeah. Okay. Trade the entire bench. Give me Kevin Durant. Sign three dudes off the street. Yeah, LeBron's going to be like, listen, dude, I'm, I'm 38 years old. He's like, dude, I've done, the, <laughs> I've done this four times. I've been in the finals 10 times. Just listen to what I'm saying. Go get me Kevin. Go get me Kyrie Irving. I already fucking won with him. Yeah, you, you see what, they, what we can do. You question that guy. If he walks in your office and is like, trade me, I need Kyrie Irving. I'd be like. You want to question him? It's because he's formed this team that just went. Like, that just you're the G. You're the G. You're Rob Palenka. He walks in your office. He's like, trade me or trade for Kyrie Irving right now. I'd be like, yes, sir. <laughs> like, you're the GM. He's a fucking player. Well, you know, he is the GM. So. The GM. The GM. <laughs> I agree. I think Kyrie's going to LA. This uh, NBA is just fucking. These guys just do not care about loyalty. No, not at all. Especially now, they don't. They don't care at all. Because it, it, at the end of the day, it goes both ways. Maybe not for players like Kevin Durant or LeBron, for but as much as yeah, they don't care about loyalty. Yeah. They treat it like a business. They ship these guys around. Alrighty, jumping back into the NBA, some signings. Darius Garland signs a five-year, $193 million max extension with the Cavs. Deontay DiVincenzo signs a two-year, $9.3 million deal with the Warriors. Some big signings what here. What do you guys got? Signing by the Warriors. What about you, Mackie? Darius, I think Darius Garland's a stud. I th- yeah, I think Garland's a stud, but I said about DiVincenzo. I like that little signing by them. Oh, shit. My bad. I wasn't paying Very attention. Um, yeah, no, I actually love DiVincenzo ever since... Cause he was on that um that twenty maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong but well yeah he won that national championship with Nova he won MVP yeah. in that uh, championship game but uh, I've always loved him. What did you say? Gross, that entire tournament. Sick, and that got him that con- that got him drafted to the Bucks that next year. Won a ring with the Bucks. I just, I've I've always loved I've always loved him. He's always been a nice piece. Coming off the bench and like when he dunks. You know, when he dunks. Yeah, because he's a little white ginger and he get and he got bounce. I liked I, the one thing I did like about him on the box was I liked when him and Connaughton would come out and everyone was like, These dudes don't look like they're good at basketball, but they're both pretty fucking <laughs> nice. And they'll go out and drop threes on you all yeah. game. But that's the thing, is like DiVincenzo will fucking yam on someone. Yeah, definitely. Like, no, I really like this guy. I like this signing for a, them. I mean, for that's a steal for fucking the NBA. It seems like because he's coming off. Uh, he's coming off a pretty tough yeah. injury. He's been out for a while. He missed the entire but, season last year, most of it, right? And like the a bit of the season before, yeah. I think. A pretty ugly one in the playoffs last year, wasn't it? In that net series. I'm not really positive about when it happened, but I just know he's been out for a very long time. This is a random question. Who did the Bucs play in the Eastern Conference Finals last year after they beat the Nets in Game 7? Philly? Celtics. Celtics? Oh, when they won, when they won it? When the, who did the Bucs play in the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh, after they beat Brooklyn in the, in the second round? they played round? Phoenix. After they played Brooklyn, who did they play in the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't know why I'm asking. It's just I just I thought of it. Now I can't stop thinking about it. Is it Celtics? There's only, Miami. There's only like three out. It wasn't the Celtics. Celtics weren't that Miami. good that year. It might have been, 
Might have been Miami. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, Miami. I'm not looking it up. I'm going with Miami. I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with you on that. The Hawks. They beat the Hawks. Beat the Sixers in the second round. So it was the Hawks. Yeah, it was the I Hawks. Guess that. Remember that? Yeah, dude. Remember the Heat got bounced in the first round last year. To who? Hawks, didn't they? Oh, I'm tripping. No, the Hawks beat the Knicks in the first round. Yeah, the round. Hawks played the Knicks because uh, I remember all the trade. And then they beat the Sixers. That was funny. Yeah, and then they beat the yep, Sixers. Yep, yep, yep. All right. And then they, and then I'm, they I'm played. The... Years all off. Okay, we're good. Yeah. No, I, I can't believe I just remembered that. I was thinking about it. And I was like, definitely the Hawks. Definitely the Hawks. I don't. I don't see that happening anytime soon. This next one is fucking insane. Bradley Beal and the Wizards. It's five-year, $251 million deal. Player option in the fifth year. Uh, he becomes only the 10th player on the NBA history to have a no-trade clause. Joining LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, Carmelo Anthony, Dirk Nowitzki, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, and John Stockton. That's some pretty good company right there for Brad Beal. $50.2 million for Bradley Beal. Washington. I mean, this guy's a baller, but that's that's a lot of fuck. That's a lot of money. Man. For him, he's that's a no brainer for the Wizards. I guess you have to pay someone. Like this is he just accepted. He it just, should be he him just too. I'm not getting a ring. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like, what do you do now? You're stuck in Washington on a 25 win team for the next five years. Yeah. He's just gonna put up 30 every other night. Average, literally, average like twenty six and a half. You know what I mean? Like his best chance with this deal is getting them a seven seed and, and winning an MVP. Yeah, fifty million. Because if they make if if they make the playoffs, he puts up thirty two points a game, a game. He can win an MVP. Fifty fucking million. Like when Mahomes signed that deal a year ago, or whatever that was for five hundred million, ten years. It's unreal, and now it's just like here's fifty million. You get fifty million. You get fifty million, dude. It's this. It's just this era that we're in right now. It's dude, just like another one. I didn't even write this down, but I remember sending this to you. Anthony Simons, fucking Portland, twenty five, twenty five million, twenty five million a year. I dude, that that is ridiculous. That is absolutely insane. I mean, like I said, like I get it. He, for these dudes he could signing be pretty- these deals, get your money, like. What do these teams, how do these teams value these players? Oh, yeah, I'm not hating on them at all. Like, get your bag, good yeah. for you. But I come, the, the amount of money being tossed around in the NBA it's right now is it's just like these, these numbers that you see on the page. It's like in Darius Garland, John Morant, Zion Williamson. I, I'm, obviously, we're going to get into Zion in a second, but I'll get the rookie max extension up to, you know what I mean, 193 million up to 231 million with all these incentives. I'm a, you're coming off a rookie deal and you can qualify for a fucking extension that pays me up to 231 million? 231 million dollars. At 21 years old, 22 years old. negotiating that. That's the rookie max extension. You're not even negotiating. It's it's just insane what these guys are making. Like I said, obviously like you said, get your bag, but I just, like I said, I just, I want to know how these teams value players. 
per salary. They're like, you're worth $25 million a year. It's just if if one team does it, they all got to do it. Yeah. Or not, not necessarily, but if like half of them do it, they all got to do it. I remember it. seeing something about uh, Dame tweeted something like patience only lasts or loyalty only goes so far. Loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. No, loyalty has its timeline yeah. or something like yeah. that. Like an hour emoji. Right after, right after we said you're giving Anthony Simons twenty five million dollars a year, he's probably sitting there like, "What the fuck is the front office doing? Signing Nurkic, bringing assets for Dane, so you guys have more than thirty five wins next year, barely get into the playoffs." That team is literally the worst team in the league without him. All right, and the New York Knicks signed former Dallas Mavericks guard. Jalen Brunson to a four-year, $104 million deal that includes a player option on the fourth year. Okay. So, yeah, I like, I like this play. I don't know if I like it for $104 million. I think he's going to be a great player for us, but, I mean, get someone, like, get someone better. We need someone better. We don't need Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson's a great role player for a good team. He's not a all-star. He's not going to be someone that comes to be an all-star for a team that, that needs to be brought out of the dumps. Like you guys needed to do a move like the Timberwolves just did. Yeah, or sign KD. You just give Jalen Brunson $104 million. Go for KD. Offer him a quarter or a quarter billion or yeah, a quarter billion yeah. dollars. Isn't that Bradley Beal deal? Durant's under contract for four more years. I keep forgetting that. Oh, yeah. That was dumb. But, uh, I mean, you still got to pick up his contract. And obviously, he wants out. Could you imagine the Nets trading yeah. fucking straight to the Knicks? Or, or bring him someone that, bring in someone that Kevin Durant will be attracted to. Yeah. Basically, anyone but Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, we'll we'll see how this plays out for the Knicks. I don't think it's a bad signing I at think, all. I, but I think I think it is a good signing. Like you said, obviously, a million seems like that's the new thing. Uh, Twenty five million dollar a year for two guards that are, like you said, not even all stars. But um, for the Knicks, it, I with Barrett, like I, what, what you have two two guards now. Who's going to play what? Is Bronson going to play the point? Yeah, definitely. RJ Barrett's not a point guard at all, and Brunson definitely goes both yeah. ways. But I don't know. All right, if, if all those players step up, this team could be a nice all-around team, maybe make an eight-seed or a seven-seed, but they're not going anywhere. You're not bringing anything to New York. Boston, Miami, or Philly in the first round. Just, the about the NBA, the top know. three seeds in each conference are so far from four or five, you know what I mean, Four through eight. No, the the top yeah. four in the West and the top three in the East. No, there's four in. Yeah. Well, now there's Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn sucks. Brooklyn's out. It's just Philly, Miami, and yeah. Boston. My, Milwaukee four. Yeah, but yeah, my yeah, I guess Miami's Miami just, is in that Miami's conversation. Just been so consistent. Yeah, you're right, and they were the one seed last year, so you can't. They went to the finals like two that. years ago against the Lakers. Yeah. So I guess yeah, there is four. There are four in the West. I'd say obviously Golden State, Lakers, Phoenix. You can't even you can't even really count the Lakers yeah, right now. But Phoenix, they've been legit. 
Yeah. This is loaded again. No, there's not. It's absolutely uh, ridiculous. It's a team we're forgetting. I don't want to say... The I'm Jazz kind of. like Jazz, but... But they were the one seed two years yeah. ago. They just choked in the yeah. playoffs. I guess the West is a little less... The West, but like then you have like the Mavs and the Nuggets. Nuggets, and it, that's the Mavs and the Nuggets. Nuggets. They're, yeah. in, they're, they're in the those top four, three teams of the West the past five years. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but you're if you're coming, you're coming out of there as like a seven or an eight seed. You know, even we saw Brooklyn with Kyrie and KD this year get swept by by the two seed Celtics because it's just. You need more than that nowadays. Like the the team, the games are so much more of a team sport. Everyone else is contributing just as well because everyone else can shoot the three ball now. So points are coming at like crazy. You can't just carry a team with one two players that has no chemistry because they haven't played all season. Yeah. Alrighty, and finally, the Memphis Grizzlies forward Jaron Jackson underwent surgery to repair a stress fracture in his right foot. Jackson is expected to be sidelined for 46 months, but is expected to make a full recovery, so good news there. This is a, this is a tough hit on the Grizzlies, but I don't think it's going to... The Grizzlies, that's who we are forgetting. Yeah, but, like, are they... They're, like, the playing team in the past couple of years. They're not yet. No, they're two seed this year. The two seed? Two or the three. What? No, they were the two because the Warriors were the three, and Phoenix was one. Grizzlies are going to be good, dude. These, these next few years, they're going to be definitely a top three team for the next so five John years. Plus 1,800 to win the MVP next year. Oh, my God. Those are great odds. He's, he's ridiculous. He's so good. Yeah. They were sick, dude. That team all around was stacked. I don't know why I thought they played in the play-in. Because they did two, two years, years ago. ago. They beat they Golden State. They started the play-in game. Yeah, they beat Golden State. Well, it was Lakers, Golden State. And then it was Portland, Memphis. And Memphis was the nine seed play- playing in the play-in game. So they had to win two games. It was a play-in tournament, they- actually. Yeah. Well, that game with uh, Golden State and Memphis was yeah. insane. It went into overtime and everything. Job balled out. They're good though. I like They're Memphis. I love that Jackson's team. A really good player. You see that like chubby dude they drafted? Yeah, it's. it's... See that like what? chubby dude they What's drafted? His... Lofton. Lofton, Kenny yeah. Lofton. Yeah, he was balling yeah, out dude. tonight in the in looks the summer. Nice. The next, he's the next Zach Randolph. They like the bigger <laughs> players. That's cool. I, I love Zach it's Randolph. Me and my cousin used to always love him. Zebo. I don't think uh, he's going to be the next Zach no, Randolph. They just but... just, the big chubby guy in Grizzlies jersey was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, it's that image. Alrighty, good stuff out of the NBA. Let's transition to some NFL. The big talk of the town, Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a 2024 conditional fifth-round pick. Pretty interesting here for the Browns. Puts them in a spot. Huff, tell me how much you like that. Obviously, I've been wanting him to get the fuck out of Cleveland for the past couple weeks. 
still no really true answer on what's going to happen with Deshaun, but just I didn't think he deserved to be putting up with what the whole situation in Cleveland. And I, know, I mean, I know he's not the greatest quarterback, pretty the definition of average in the NFL, if you ask me, but um, I think him going to Carolina gives him kind of a, a lot of times, and you know what I mean? All pro sports guys go to a new destination, change of scenery, figure things out. Like, sometimes helps a guy out a lot in their career but um week one browns at panthers you guys see that yeah i did i'm excited for that one week one browns at panthers baker mayfield revenge game week one for week one sunday night football broncos at seahawks russell wilson first game back in seattle that's a. This is going to be a cool week one. A lot going on. I hope Baker Mayfield throws so five I, touchdowns. I'm texting my yards. The same thing. I said, dude, give me the points with Panthers right now. Is it, they'll be underdogs. I'm not if Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun play. Watson plays, uh, that'll be a tough bet. If if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, it's gonna it's probably gonna be like an even line. And I'll hammer the. Panthers. But if he does. Well, do they have lines for it yet? Yeah, let's look. Yes, they do. No way. I wouldn't be surprised if that game's blocked out because of Watson. Yeah, I was going to say, if you can bet it now, get it now, because they're they're probably like plus seven or something like that. Literally pulling up. September 11th, correct? Cleveland Browns at Carolina Panthers. Uh, Browns are favored at minus one. They're not expecting Deshaun Watson. You're better off waiting for Watson. The Panthers right now are plus 100 week one. Good thing we didn't take Astros, by the way. They're down 7-4. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be a crazy week one. That's cool. I like that. (laughs) I saw someone make a meme. They were like, the NFL script writers did their job this offseason. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely did. And now I'm looking at now I'm looking at some of these week one matchups. Cow, Bucks at Cowboys again week one. Isn't that last year? What? We got dude. We got Tom Brady week one again. Looking at some of these other ones. That's Steelers not- Bengals obviously. The first game Bills Rams. Bills Rams Rams plus one at home. You take. The defending champs are underdogs at home week one. I feel like there's a stat with that. I feel like the defending champs don't always do, don't always cover week one or something. Don't hold me to that, but I feel like I've seen something like that. And obviously, you know, plus one. Bucks didn't exactly. last year. Can't remember they're like they're like minus eight against Dallas. They end up winning by two. That could be a stat we need to look up closer to week one, but there are some nice. I like these lines. I miss looking it's at it, NFL dude. lines. Coming, it's coming. I saw some of like six dude, when more it, Sundays when... or nine more Sundays. I was like, oh my god. Definitely nine. Wait, no, it's probably six. Probably seven. That was a week before. Alrighty, next, the Washington Commanders and wide receiver Terry McLaurin agree to terms on a three-year extension worth seventy-two million dollars. Yeah. He's the next receiver, get his big deal. Obviously, the 
start of this offseason, everyone was saying Debo, Debo, Debo. And um, the three other ones that ended up coming out were J. Brown gets traded on draft night, signs a $100 million four-year deal with the Eagles. Aaron McLaurin gets three-year uh, extension with the Commanders. Um, it's a nice little extension for him to bet on himself in those three years and try to get another one of those, another big money deal. Then the last one was Metcalf, but looking like Metcalf and Debo are going to have to wait till next year. Yeah, Terry's a baller. I like this, I like this uh, I like signing. I saw something. And he said he was uh, excited to get going with Carson Wentz. So, you know, if we see some some good Carson Wentz like we did in his first year in Philly, then this could be a nice wide receiver QB duo. Yeah, keep in mind, Washington's entire defense was very overrated, but they were all injured last year. So they get some of those guys back. Yeah, I think that team could come together pretty nice. Not like a, not like a powerhouse or one of the better teams in the NFC, like but a definitely nice a maker week in, the- week out. Yeah, like definitely. Gibson, the running back. On the first. Yeah, see, they got nice pieces. And, you know, you got Chase Young. That, that defensive yeah, line is pretty good. Pain. Just studs on the D-line. Yeah. Just Carson Wentz. What Carson Wentz are you going to get? Exactly. It comes down to that. Yeah, that team could be a nice little sleeper. We'll see. That division, it depends what happens with Hurts. See, there's a question mark with Philly, kind of the same situation with what's going to happen with him. We know what Dallas is capable of, and then fucking Giants. Yeah, and I mean they're they're kind of out of the question. I do think the that Washington will be the two seed in that in that uh, NFC East this year. I have a lot of faith I don't think in Hurts next year. I think. Yeah, you you have or you don't. I do. I think with yeah. I think with AJ Brown, another year with Sirianni. Uh, Miles Sanders, another year. Uh, I think he had a couple injuries last year, but um, Devontae Smith, another year in the league. Goddard, uh, he have some weapons in Philly. Not the nice offensive line. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that they're gonna like win like yeah, six no, no, games. Yeah, or yeah no, 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 I know what you mean. I think Washington's gonna be be a lot better than any, than everyone thinks. So yeah. maybe they can get that wild card spot over Philly with like a tiebreaker or something. So I do think one. I, I do think one of them will get it. Yeah. So, all right. Speaking of two very average quarterbacks, I put together a little list of uh, five guys that um, kind of meet the the criteria when you think of that word in the NFL. Um, just game managers, you would say for some of them. Basically, just five quarterbacks. You can you can put any of these guys one or five. Exactly, and it's basically all opinion-based, and there's no fact to back up any of this other than the fact that one of them has a Super Bowl but didn't do anything for it, and I think that leads into the five. Jimmy Garoppolo, this is not my order, but here's the five. Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Amos Winston, Carson Wentz, the newly acquired Baker Mayfield is the uh, reason I thought of this little list here. So, um, Mackie, you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. So, um, a lot of thought into this. I changed this list like 10 separate times because there's just so many things that came to mind when I was thinking about it. But uh, five, I am going to go Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think that he's definitely proved the least out of these five. And, I mean, I understand he made it to a NFC Championship game last year, but there's a reason that they're trying to get rid of or 
he's like not starting in that in that uh offense this year but so I put him at five and then I was gonna go Tannehill at four but I went with Wentz at four because ever since his injury after his eleven and two start or whatever it was he hasn't proven anything and has looked shaky ever since and been bouncing around so we'll see how he does this year but I have him at the four spot right now I'll go Jameis Winston three. I just think that he hasn't really proved too much. He's been all right. He's he's done more than these other guys, but he you know he got screwed out of Tampa, and he's just I don't know. I think he has more potential than Jimmy Garoppolo and Carson Wentz at, at this point in his career. High risk, high reward player. Some would say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He could throw um, thirty two- picks, but he can also throw thirty touchdowns, and he did that with Tampa exactly. Bay. Exactly, and he's also like another player on this list, but the other player I think has a lot more, a lot higher of a peak. But uh, number two, I'm going to go Ryan Tannehill, and I put him this high because he's hard to, he's a hard quarterback to read, but in his system that he's played in, he's been pretty good. He's been a playoff quarterback consistently, and he doesn't, he has no reason to, to not, to not be this high in this list. I mean, he's, he's definitely proven the most, and He's been good. He's he's found ways to win to win games. Number one, definitely a biased decision because I'm high on this guy, but I do I am gonna go Baker Mayfield. And just like Jameis Winston, he's a high risk, high reward player because he 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 can have games where he goes off for five hundred yards and puts up fifty points, and then he can have a game where he only has like five completions because he's such a player that gets in his own head that he his his ceiling is so high that that he, that's the reason I have him at number one, but he's just he has to get out of the mindset where when he when he throws an interception or, or when he's not on that he can't get out of that slump because he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. We saw it in college, we saw how athletic he is. So I think he I think he goes to Carolina right now and he strives and he maybe even gets a playoff spot this year. And that's why I put him at number one. So um little we have Pretty similar list, um, except I've went to five. Um, obviously, just the kind of like you said, the past couple of years that we've seen him with the injuries last year in Indy, kind of a tough year. If he didn't have Jonathan Taylor, that team might have won three games. So that's why I went to the five, put Jimmy at the four, just because of the I know he is the better team, but kind of the definition, like I said, of a game manager, just plug-and-play play 49ers, and it's looking like they're going to start to turn the tide over to Trey Lance in the next couple of years, um, or a year or so. I shouldn't say next couple of years. It's going to be sooner rather than later. Um, but like you said, hasn't really proven much other than the fact that kind of, he just gets the job done, and that's what you want in the NFL. That's why he's still around. That's also why he's never won anything. you got to do, you know what I mean, more than just get the job done. you got to go above and beyond. Like That's why not that any of these three guys above him, but I have the same top three as you. I have Jameis at the three, the three spot. I think the unproven um, kind of winning ability and the ability to stay consistent uh, puts him at the three. Tannehill at the two. I think you take him out of Tennessee uh, with a running back like uh, Derrick Henry in his backfield. I think you see a little bit different uh, quarterback, kind of like what we saw in Miami, kind of the struggles that he had early on in his career uh, where he got drafted to the Dolphins. But, then, yeah, I, I, I agree right with everything you said about Baker at the one. I 
think, like I said, the change of scenery going down to Carolina and guys like McCaffrey around him. I know uh, Robbie Anderson made comments about not wanting Baker Mayfield on the team, but uh, once these guys start throwing the ball around, like once he's your starter, you guys got to get it. You, you know what I mean? You're working together. Whether you don't have to be best friends, it's a professional relationship. He's throwing the ball to you. You know what I mean? Like you want to have a good relationship with your quarterback. So I think that'll be squashed. I think people are making a little bit big, too big of a deal about that. But Carolina has a nice defense. Um, I think, like you said, this uh, that playoff or that that division, Atlanta, New Orleans. Who knows what's going on with either of those teams? Obviously, Jameis is on this list. That's one that we're talking about. Jameis Taysom. Obviously, they got guys like Chris Olave uh, in the draft this year. With they've had Kamara. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen with Michael Thomas? If he's ever going to play again? If he's going to play? Who knows? Um, but Atlanta, I think they're a couple years away from their success. Obviously, the explosive kind of just freak athlete Cordell Patterson at the running back spot. I saw <clears throat> he's going to be a full go at running back this year. Uh, he's fully committed to the running back position. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens down in uh, Atlanta with uh, Mariota and Ritter, but I think the, the that division's pretty much open. Not to win it, obviously, with Tampa Bay, uh, but like you said, I think you could easily not easily, but I think you could find a playoff spot if you're Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. We did we did have a really similar list, and I think uh, yeah. But when you said about Ryan Tannehill, you said. You take him out of Tennessee and he doesn't succeed as well. I 100% agree, but we haven't seen it. So yeah. you can't just assume at that point. Yeah. But that's what I put. That's the only re- th- reason I put him. I'll above. throw you a curveball. If I throw in Kirk Cousins, where does he rank on this list? Dude, that is such like another. He, you, he. Dude, me and my cousin are so good. It's just we'll text each other random times. I'll be like, rank these fucking quarterbacks right now. Her cousins is in between Jameis and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, better than Jameis. He's better than Jameis. Yep. Yeah, that's where we're. He'd be my new three. Jameis would be the four. Yeah, exactly. Trying to think of like one more average quarterback to do that with. Um, Daniel Jones. Who? Daniel Jones. I I I think he's, I think he's six or last. He's last. Just think of one more. We can find another one that's uh like that. A car. No, I, I have him at one. Yeah, he's my one there. He's too good. See, I was thinking players like that, but I was like, nope. He's. I was thinking Justin Tua. Herbert, but he one. Two. That's a good. See, that's a good one. Young. I. I Tua. I put him. It's above Jameis for me. Yeah, I don't have I don't have him that high. I put him above Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I I don't know if I put him above Wentz or not. Okay, I'll take him above Wentz. I'll take him above so Wentz. You'd have him right below Wednesday. At at this point in his career, I'll take yeah. him above Wentz. I just think I think I yeah I guess I'm leaning more at the fact that he just got Tyree Kill and I'm expecting a big year from them. You're expecting a lot out of him, yeah. yeah. But just reminds me so much of a lefty Russell Wilson. He just, he's just I don't think he's he's athletic enough. Yeah. I think that hip injury in college fucked him up. Which don't get me wrong, he's a baller, but I, he's a he's a less less athletic Russell Wilson. Lefty Russell Wilson. 
Who knows though? He could bowl out this year, and this whole t- whole entire list changes, puts him at top. Yeah. He he truly has the most potential out of all those guys. If you add Cousins and Tua, we're gonna start to do uh, more stuff like that uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, looking to get something like that going in uh, episode in and out, but. Um, as far as looking ahead to the future, MLB All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend coming up uh, here in a couple weeks. On we got the Home Run Derby on Monday, July 18th. We're looking to do something for that. We'll definitely stay tuned to the Instagram. Uh, we'll definitely be letting you guys know what we're going to have going on there. Jesse, you got anything else? I don't have anything else, Dad. All good stuff coming out of the leagues. Lots of good deals coming throughout. More to add every each and every week. So keep up on us and have a good week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, boys. Thanks again for a great week. We'll be back. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.